Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I'm so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you concerning reflection. Now, why is this important, and what does this have to do with anything? Uh, I want to begin by introducing a thought of what happens in the refining process of gold, the purification process. What basically happens is a jeweler will take a piece of gold, a bar of gold, and place it in like a cast iron pot. And the jeweler will allow that gold to rest in this pot, and he will continue to pump up some temperature and apply the heat to the gold. Now, what that causes is a reaction in the gold that forces the impurities within this valuable metal to rise to the top to where the jeweler is able to scrape those impurities away and continue to repeat this process. He's going he's gonna to apply the heat, increase the temperature, scrape away the impurities, apply the heat, increase the temperature, scrape away all of the impurities. Now, when the jeweler is able to determine that the gold is in its purest form is when he or she can lean over and see his or her own reflection in the gold. Now, what is fascinating to me is that that continued reflection actually creates an absorption. What I mean by this is the longer that you remain focused, the more you become like it. Now, this can be applied to so many valuable revelations that we have received from many of these great men and women uh, that you hear here and, and even beyond um, what we have on this podcast But what I want us to focus on today is the reflection. Now, in Genesis chapter 30, starting in verse 25, it says this, And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go into my own place, into my country. Give me my wives and children, for whom I serve thee, and let me go. For thou knowest my service, which I have done for thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, Tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I serve thee, and how thy cattle was with me. For it was little which thou hast before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide my own house also? And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything. If thou will do this will do this one thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. Verse 33 says this, So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come from my hire before thy face. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the goats that were ring-straked and spotted, 
and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and he gave them into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of hazel and chestnut tree, and peeled white strakes in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks and in the gutters and watering troughs when the flocks came to drink that he should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ring-straken, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks towards the ring-straked and all the brown in the flocks of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And when it came to pass, Whensoever the stronger cattle did not conceive that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they may conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger were Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maid servants and men servants and camels and donkeys. This is King James. We're going to keep this uh, rated for the family. However, Jacob had served Laban for 14 years. Now he wished to depart and return to his father in Canaan, but Laban, however, was eager to have Jacob remain because Yahweh blessed everything that Jacob did while he was in Laban's household, and Laban continued to grow rich because Jacob was present. He would say this in verse 28, name your wages and I will give it, hoping to entice Jacob to stay. But Jacob replied and said, you shall not give me anything. Now, remember on the last podcast that I shared, the Shunammite woman said, I live among my own people. This is essential for us to understand. For an inattentive reading of this story can make it seem like Jacob separated the colored and spotted sheep from Laban's flock and took the them for his payment. He he certainly did not simply do this. Jacob took out the colored and spotted sheep and gave them to Laban, whose sons took away a distance of a three days journey, found in verse 36. And this left Jacob to only work with pure white sheep. Now the last clause of verse 32 says, and these shall be my wages. This is a little confusing to me. Um, The Hebrew literally says, it shall be in the future my wages. And Jacob was not saying that the spotted and the colored sheep that he removed would be his wages. Instead, he was saying, you shall not give me anything. These were Jacob's words. The spotted and the colored sheep, they they were given to, to the sons of Laban. They, they drove them away on a three-day journey. And Jacob was basically saying that in the future, if any additional spotted or colored sheep born in the flock um, would, would arrive or be conceived, those would be my wages. And this seemed impossible to Laban because all he left Jacob with was white sheep. Now, how could white sheep bear spotted and colored sheep? This is why Laban so hastily agreed to the deal. In verse 34, it says, oh, that it were according to your word. Now, for me, the most important part begins in verse 33. 
This is where Jacob says, So my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you. Man, if if we don't get anything out of this podcast, I pray that this statement will resonate within your belly. I, I, I pray that this, the grace to receive this simple truth of my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come. This telling declaration, it marks a profound advancement in Jacob's character development. When Jacob arrived in Padan Aram, he was a grasping manipulator who relied upon his own innate abilities to to craft and obtain what he wanted. But throughout 14 years of service, service, for Laban, uh, during which Laban consistently manipulated, outwitted him, whatever you want to call it, and during which Yahweh continued to bless all that he did, this actually produced a change in Jacob. He had now progressed to the point where he relied upon his righteous conduct to secure blessings and prosperity from Yahweh. This is a dramatic change of heart and a major development in righteous character. But let's look back at this in verse 33. So my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come. It is time for you and I to make this declaration that our righteousness will answer for us in the time to come. Jacob, by reason of application, allowed his heart to be transformed. And listen to this. I believe that reflection is a prerequisite for possession. Jacob had matured tremendously while he was in service to Laban. He moved away from his grasping, manipulative ways and came to the point where he understood that prosperity and protection are dependent upon righteous conduct before Yahweh. And for that, Yahweh rewarded and prospered him. And Jacob's character was to be further developed Ultimately, when we allow ourselves to be seated upon the mercy seat, we give an opportunity for two things to take place in our lives. First, we become aligned with Yahweh's heart. And second, we possess what we are actually intended to own. I personally believe that there is a supernatural grace upon you and I right now to allow us to shift into proper position and rightful possession. I was talking with a very dear friend of mine uh, that, you know, Becky and I have have really come to love and honor and be in relationship with, and they're a family in New Zealand. It's Steve and Paula Peacock. Uh, they have seven incredible children, and Steve and I were talking the other day, and he was just declaring blessings over our lives and over my family. And I said, man, it's so important right now because I believe that Yahweh has positioned us in the gate of thanksgiving. And and when we allow ourselves to shift into 
this proper position. Everything that Yahweh desires to give to us is simply a secondary consequence of our pursuit when your focus is in the right place. Check this out, y'all. Um, one of the biggest revelations that I have received is that it is impossible to carry two things that actually contradict one another. And, and I began to receive this revelation years ago, and Yahweh spoke to me and said, Parker, you can, you can carry my lack, not my lack, you can carry your own lack, or you can carry my abundance, but choose wisely because you can't simultaneously carry my abundance in the lack that you allow yourself to settle for at the same time. And and what I'm seeing more and more is that you also cannot carry faith and trust in Yahweh and, and doubt and fear and disappointment at the same time. Those two things, or actually six things, I believe they are, are so far away from one another that, that they cannot be related. They cannot actually... Um, be set up. What what happened in this is Jacob essentially would put down colored rods that when the the sheep and the cow and the goats um, were feeding and and drinking of the water, they allowed themselves to gaze upon something um, that they were able to to focus on and absorb in themselves. Um, there are a lot of incredible things in the study of what happened in these rods. Now, now these rods, um, it it called it caused like a sap filled meat in the rods to be exposed, and and they were saying that sometimes it's it's even thought by many theologians and and um, people who have been studying this uh, that that it would be like a um, almost like something that that brought the animals into heat that it suggested um, that they were some type of of coraling fence. Um, that would keep them together longer for mating. Um, and this was to inform us that, that Jacob practiced selective breeding, ensuring that the best of the flock would be subject to his treatment of the water. And, and these were not the only thing that produced the spotted and the speckled, um, but they did aid in this, that Yahweh caused an unusual coloration of the, che- the sheep. But, but check this out. As Jacob said, my right Righteousness will answer for me. Um, I'm telling you, like the the production of the colored sheep was Yahweh's response to Jacob's righteousness. And and I say all that to come back to this truth that that this this supernatural grace that allows us to shift into proper position enables a rightful possession. And and I said that reflection is a prerequisite for possession. What do I mean by that? Well, quite simply it has to do with the purity the sincerity of our heart of of holiness and righteousness and simple desire to to gaze into the eyes of our father and allow him to reveal himself to us that we would have a better understanding of who he is and it would ultimately create a better understanding of who we are yahweh is not only creating a way for us to be where we need to be but he's also equipped you and i with the tools that we 
we need to see his word through. And and I, I want to finish by saying this. Um, please do not give any place for doubt and unbelief. You cannot, you absolutely cannot, it is impossible for you to carry a full degree of trust in Yahweh and His Word and also have doubt and unbelief and fear um, to to be held in your hands as well. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Yahweh is, is desiring for us to allow our heart and our mind um, to be... I guess entangled, um, to become one with his, that we are just so full of his life and his goodness in our lives that it not only overtakes us, um, but it overtakes all of those in nearness to us as well. Family, I hope that this has ministered to you today. Think about this reflection. Think about the position that Yahweh has prepared for you and I and the great opportunity, the great honor that we have to possess all that He has prepared for us. We love you. Thank you for your engagement today. Look forward to seeing you again.